Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise ye the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining us for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Peace with God. Today's subtitle asks the question, how do you feel? We're going to talk about you today, and God's going to bring you magnificent deliverance. So I cannot wait for you to hear this message. By the way, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message as well as the entire series. And while you are there, please consider a financial donation to help us in the work of the ministry. Anything you give can help us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. And remember, when you give, people live. So log on today at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message that asks the question, how do you feel? Right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we're in a series. And by the way, I want to welcome all of you that are here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community by saying praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. So good that you've decided to join us today wherever you are around the world. Uh, we are praying for you, and we thank, we're thankful that you're here uh, to join us today. Amen? All right. Well, last week we spoke from the subject of uh, part four, uh, junk food. Anybody remember that? And I uh, showed you some pictures there uh, as far as junk food was concerned. And, uh, but the message was not really about food, was it? It concerned it, but it was more of the things that uh, were junk to us, things that maybe taste good, look good, smell good, they feel good for the moment, especially the moment you put them into you. But after a while, it makes you feel, it makes you wish like you've never eaten it. And it gives you the runs. <laughs> gives you tummy ache, tummy ache, and you say, boy, I wish I hadn't let that into me. I wish I hadn't let that in my life. I wish I hadn't done that. Right? Junk food. Message that was not really about food, although it is a part of it. Uh, But let me show you this. Let me show you this slide. If they would turn that. Thank you very much. Uh, You see on the on the picture here, it says um, this is what is standing between you. Now, of course, there's a picture of junk food there, but um, these are things that stand between you and your goal. So I'll ask you, what is standing between you and your goal? And a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about that today as we go on, as we go further. Now, I also want to um, tell you again that the title of today's message, and you'll understand this better as we go on. The title of today's message is, How Are You Feeling? Or How Do You Feel? How do you feel? That would seem to be an, in, in, uh, an easy question or an innocent question. How do you feel? But it is really quite complex. It is really quite complex. How do you feel? For most of us, when we hear that question, we think we're thinking about a physical answer. Well, I'm tired. Or, you know, uh, I have a runny nose. I'm not feeling well. But here again, the question goes a lot deeper than that. And uh, that's one of really life's greatest questions is really how do you feel? What is the state of affairs in you? 
in you. So we'll look at that today. Last week, we, we looked at our, at our power verse here in Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, verse number 17. If I can get someone just to turn that monitor off for me, I would appreciate it there in the back very much. Thank you. Proverbs 16, verse number 7. And this is what it said, as we uh, talked about this on last week. So we'll do just a little bit of recapping uh, today, and then we'll go straight forward into the, into the Word of God. Proverbs 16, 17 says this, when a man's ways, what? Please the Lord. What happens? All right, now let's go ahead and try to read that together one more time. Ready? Let's go. When a man's ways please the Lord. Very good. He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now the word ways we talked about meaning uh, a course of life, a course of life, or the direction of your life. We talked about it also meaning your habits, good or bad, your habits. And uh, the word please there talks about uh, something that is favorable. When your life is favorable before the Lord, when it is acceptable, or when God is satisfied with it, when God is satisfied with it, you'll have something awesome that happens. And of course, we know the last part of that verse says again uh, that uh, he'll make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Now, the question of the big question here, here, and we talked about this last week, is how can I please God? Or what does it look like um, when a life is pleasing to the Lord? What does it look like? Well, it's a life that is aligned with Christ. It's a life that is aligned with God's will. When your life is in pursuit of doing his will. Amen? It's a life that uh, is well-pleasing to God. Remember, we said that on two uh, different occasions in Scripture, uh, God told the Lord Jesus that he was well-pleased with him. So when we look like Christ, when we, when we resemble Christ, You'll have that, you'll have that stamp on your life as well when God will say, well pleased, I'm well pleased. So again, it is our job to resemble Christ, to look like Christ, to walk like Christ. But even more particular, it's our job to allow Christ to manifest his presence through us. That is, uh, when you speak that the people no longer just hear you, but they hear Christ through you. When you are around, when your presence is in the room, it's not just your presence, it's the presence of Jesus too. When you lay hands on the sick, it's just not your hands they're feeling, but they're feeling the hands of Jesus. It's Christ in you working through you to manifest the will of God in the earth. Are you hearing? This is pleasing to the Father. Christ in you working through you manifesting the will of God in the earth. To that end, we looked also at Philippians, the second chapter, verse number five, and it said, uh, out of the New Living Translation, it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. The King James Version says, have the mind of Christ. That is something that God is offering to you. How powerful is that? Erica, how powerful is that? That God Almighty offers you the mind of his son. How powerful is that? He says, have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. 
So New Living Translation say we, it says we should have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Also very powerful that you can walk in the same mindset of Jesus Christ and see the same results in your life. Now, we gave you a warning as well because when you see the verse, when a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. Some will immediately try to run and say, okay, well, my life has got to be pleasing with God. So I've got to stop doing this. I've got to stop drinking. I've got to stop uh, gambling. I've got to stop lying, cheating. I've got, to, I've got to stop sleeping around. I've got to stop all this bad stuff that I'm doing. While these are good intentions, we find out that they don't last very long. Gave you the example of a New Year's resolution. You say, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose uh, 10 pounds, and so I'm going to hit the gym. And we start January 1st, I'm going, going, going. I'm going to walk every day and going, going, going. And you use the power or the force of your own human will, your own human soul to do that, and it lasts only so long. It's like a firecracker or fireworks. Goes up in a blaze, wow, but then it is gone. And it is done. And, and we try to go throughout the rest of the year trying to rekindle that desire to go again. Right? Well, if we do this in the areas of, uh, of sin in our lives, we've done this before. We say, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop that. And, you, and if you use only the power of your only, if you use only the power of your human will to get it done, it's going to be like that firecracker, like fireworks. You start well, but it will usually fizzle out. So we don't want you to get into a performance trap. So God gave us a path, a path or a way uh, to have a more permanent solution. Now, we said in order to have pleasing ways, I drew this for you last week on the board, won't do it again this week. In order for you to have pleasing ways or a course of life, you're going to have to have right actions. Amen. And you should see that in your notes. You're going to have to have right actions. Well, like, well, like we said most of us will try to go right at the right actions to try to, to try to stop doing this and stop doing that. But that's not lasting. You need something more than that. So in order to have pleasing ways, you're going to have to have right actions. But in order to have right actions, you've got to make what? Right choices. In order to make right choices, you're going to have to have what? The right thoughts. In order to have the right thoughts, you're going to have to have the right information. You can only think with the information that you have. I don't think that any of us right now are thinking about rocket science equations. Maybe genius. But you cannot think with information that you don't have. Although someone comes to you and they may draw equations on the board, if you've not been exposed to that, if you don't understand that, you won't think of that very long. You'll simply look at it and you will dismiss it. So in order to have right information, you got to have, we've got to have the right input. That is, we've got to get it from the source. We've got to go to God. We've got to spend time in prayer and spend time meditating in his word, getting the right type of information into you. On average, well, the average American may spend six hours, I'm sure more, some people, watching television, but six hours a day. And also online, social media, and things of that nature, on average. But on average, the modern Christian may only spend about five minutes or less talking to God. 
So if you look at that and we wonder where are these, why am I having these bad actions? Why, am I, why is my lifestyle contrary to the, to the will of God? Because we've spent a whole lot of time shoving garbage in and garbage has been coming out. So we're going to have to flip that thing around. Amen? Amen. So I don't want you to get in again into that performance trap. You're going to try your best to defeat the sin. Like we said, it's like an apple tree. You're, you're pulling down apples from a tree and you think you did it. Hallelujah. There are no more apples here. There's no more sin in my life, no more fruit in my life. Hallelujah. But you turn around and it's growing again. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? So we don't want to get into that performance trap. What we want to do, and we'll discover this today, what we want to do uh, is you're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit uh, to convict you of the areas of sin in your own life. Now, we know there's a lot going on in you. Let me try this out of room. Now, we know there's a lot going on in you. You know there's a lot going on. One of the most foolish things I've ever heard a born-again believer say is, I just got this, and once I get over this, I'm, I'm good. That is foolishness. Because there's so much going on in you that you don't even know yourself. God has to lead you in and out. So in your time of prayer, as you're seeking God, he's, he'll lead you into which area he wants to deal with next. And then you simply follow that direction. And then you and God will pull down the fruit from the tree. And then you and God will spray vegetation killer on the roots of the tree. So therefore, what's happening? Not only is the tree dying, but it will still produce fruit, but the fruit will be weaker and weaker. And it will grow weaker until the tree dies. Why? Because you're just not trying to deal with the fruit. You're not trying to deal with with the sin, but you're dealing also with the cause of the sin. You're dealing also with uh, putting the good information in. You're letting that circulate through your life. Just like a, a man who goes or a woman who goes to the doctor's office and they say, okay, I've got this shot for you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, we're going to put it in your arm there and that medicine is going to go straight in your body. Well, once again, your body has to circulate through the body. And once it circulates through the body, it's going to change. Amen? All right. So we got to get the word of God, have to allow it to circulate in us. A lot of us are dying and are ineffective because the word of God is not circulating in our lives. Turn to your neighbor and tell him we've got to allow the word to circulate in us. We've got to allow it. You must allow the word to circulate in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, now, as I said, you and the Holy Spirit, hand in hand, are going to deal with these problem areas in your life. Let's look at uh, Romans 8, verses uh, 12 through 14. And I'm going to read this to you out of the New Living Translation. I want you really to get this and really get it into you. Romans 8, um, the 12th chapter, verses 12. Uh, rather, the 8th chapter, verses 12 through 14. And it says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, uh, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Hallelujah. That means that once you have an urge to do something, once you have a desire to do something uh, or a lust to do something, 
You don't have to fulfill it. You don't have to walk through it. Look at your body for a moment and say, I don't owe you anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 13. He says, for if you live by its dictates, you will what? You will die. But if, but if through the power of the spirit, not by the power of your own human will, but if you through the power of the spirit, say the power of the spirit, but if you through the power of the spirit, Put, um, one more time, but if you through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will what? You will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you and the Holy Spirit going to work hand in hand to kill that tree. To kill that habit, to kill that evil desire, to kill that sin, to crucify it. Hallelujah. You and the Holy Spirit, hold your hand up to the Lord and say, Lord, take my hand. hand. Are you hearing? This is how this is going to be dealt with. Not by your own, because here again, you guys are very smart. You're intelligent. You're so spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just looking at you makes me want to fall out. Praise the Lord. But you alone won't defeat these things that have been defeating you. Hallelujah. It's going to be you and the Holy Spirit, hand in hand. When you get in the morning, get get up in the morning, and you pray, the two of you together will be working hand in hand to get this stuff off of you. You're like a diamond in a rough, but you got a lot of crud on you. Got a lot of crud on your spirit, man, on your soulish man. Got a lot of crud in your thinking. So God has a deal. He has to remove all. Anybody say amen with me? He has to get all this stuff off of you, all these things off of you so that the true you can shine. Hallelujah. So in other words, while you are seeking the Lord in prayer and you're studying the Bible, you're listening to Power pack sermons. <laughs> Praise Jesus. You're reading good spiritual uplifting materials. Hallelujah. You're getting the right information, getting it in you. When you do that, it flushes out all that old stuff. It flushes it out. It flushes it out. What you need is a good flushing. <laughs> we'll leave that sound effect for later. Amen. All right. So while you're doing this, you're going to have to avoid certain things that are putting you're going to have to avoid junk in your life. That is certain TV shows you're going to have to avoid. I told you there was a TV show. Boy, I've been wanting to see it. See it. I saw the previews. Oh, boy, my mouth is watering. I can't wait to see it. I like watching superhero stuff. But when I saw it, oh, boy. All the cussing and the and the supposed nudity and all that. Oh well, ping, can't watch that. Why? Because that's going to try to put junk in me. And if you watch it, listen to the plan of the enemy. He will entice you with something that you like, something that you are drawn to, and he'll put a little something, something in it, 
and say, hey, eat this. And so you'll open up wide and you'll eat that and it will begin to uh, do bad things in your body. He'll entice you with something that you like. Oh, he likes superhero stuff. Here, take this. Oh, no, I can't eat that. No, no, no. I like it, but no, no, I don't want what it's packaged in. So you're going to have to be discerning. Amen? So certain TV shows you're not going to be able to watch anymore. Because, listen, you're not going to grow spiritually enough to be able to sit there and endure a very bad movie, so to speak. Perversion, video perversion. You don't grow to the point, well, I'm more mature, uh, so I can watch this. Kids, you go to bed. I'm going to sit and watch this. That's trash. Can I say it again? That's trash. And that's corrupt thinking. Hallelujah. If I can't sit there and watch that superhero show with my son sitting there with me, why would I want to watch it? I want to guard him, but I don't want to guard me. <clears throat> boy, oh boy, it's hard. It's hot in here today. Some movies you got to stop watching. Not all, some. Hallelujah. Some Facebook friends you're going to have to unfriend. Boy. Hallelujah. Or simply unfollow them. If they keep putting up perverse and corrupt things, why are you still reading them and getting that junk in you? Same with other magazines or other newspapers or other outlets and, and some people that have corrupt communications and conversations. Why sit there and let that junk get into you? Because that's information. And that information will circulate through you. That information will create thoughts. Those thoughts will create actions and those actions will lead to your ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what we're going to have to do is guard our hearts. You're going to have to guard your heart. You want pleasing ways? You're going to have to guard your heart. Turn to your name tell them, you're going to have to guard your heart. You're going to have to guard your heart. Children, teenagers, you're going to have to guard your heart. We're living in a corrupt society today, even more so when I was in school. When, we're, when us adults were in school. Yes. Some things you had to go around somewhere and sneak and go find to mess your day up. Now is at the palm of your hand and easily accessible. Are you hearing? So if adults compromise, the children are going to follow the same practice. And we can lie to ourselves and say, well, I'm doing it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. But what happens in leadership, what happens at the head will filter its way down through the body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't want to see it in the body, well, then don't let it manifest in the head. Now, I could call somebody up for for a demonstration. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, James Binsley, come here and let me slap you till you fall, please. No, don't do that. That was a teasing thing. No, don't do that. If, his, if I hit his head hard enough and his head falls back, so will his body. 
right? By the same token, if you want to bless a family, bless the head of the family. And you bless the family. Are you hearing? All right. Is it getting through to you? Proverbs 4.23 says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the what? Issues of life. Why are we having so many issues? Because we're not guarding our hearts. You got to guard your heart. Matthew 15, verse 18, 19 says, the word, but the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts. It's getting in. Evil thoughts and murders, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft and lying and slander. All these things come from the heart. So again, if you let it in, it's going to come out. If you allow garbage in, garbage will go out. When I begin to hear garbage conversation, I say, well, my time is up. See y'all later. You're not going to back that garbage truck up on me. Beep, 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 beep. No, keep your smelly trash to yourself. Hallelujah. What am I doing? I'm guarding my heart. And what am I doing? I'm guarding my life. If I were to hang around lustful men who only had lustful communication sooner or later, that lust stuff is going to get in me and it will filter in through me and filter into my home. Praise the Lord. Let's give you some wisdom. Wisdom in Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians four, verses number eight and nine, verses number eight and nine. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. So thinking right thoughts, having the right information will eventually filter through you, filter through your entire life, through your entire world and give you some good fruit. You'll have some good return on the other side of that. Amen. Now, as I said before, there are benefits. And I think we were stopping somewhere around here on last week. Uh, There are benefits to pleasing God. That is to be uh, obedient to him and following his will for your life. There are many benefits to it. Now I'm going to show you some more benefits uh, in the word of God as we go further. But here again in Proverbs 16, 7, it says, when, say when, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Say when, when, It's not what, but when. When talks about time. Time, intersecting moment. When, at the point. When simply, God has already done his part. It is when you decide to allow God to have his way. When you do it. We have made him Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, uh, rather, we made him Savior. Hallelujah. Wonderful. He's Savior. But is he Lord? (sighs) 
Let me show you something else very powerful in the book of Exodus, Exodus 23. Exodus 23. I love you all so very much. And it is my goal and desire that you would live the word of God and that you would see marvelous results, that you would model the character of Jesus Christ and have that same result all throughout your life. Exodus 23, verse 20 through uh, 22, it says this. Here's the Lord speaking. This is powerful, so powerful. Are you ready? ready. Man, do you ready? You ready? You ready? Ready, Odell, ready? Richard, ready? Ready? It says, behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him. Let's back up for a moment. He says, behold, I send an angel before you, an angel, one angel. Now, the word angel mean, the word angel is a messenger, which means this angel will bring a word. All angels are messengers. They come, they do things as well, but they primarily come with a word. Angel equaling messenger, messenger carrying a word. So we can say this, I can say this without any reservations, how the Lord is saying, behold, I send a word before you or an angel before you, an angel carrying a message. Message is a word. Can we understand that? It says uh, this word or this angel is going to keep is going to uh, keep the in the way. He's going to protect you. This word is going to protect you. Hallelujah. And this word or this angel will bring you to the place that God has prepared for you. Isn't that awesome? Verse 21, beware of him. Beware of this angel. Beware of the word and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression. For my name is in him. The same thing that God sends to protect you and to bless you, that same word. If you violate that word that God has given to you, you're going to feel the consequences on the other side of it. God says, let's, let's bring it this way. The Lord says, uh, it's, let's say it's raining outside or it's, let's say it's snowing and it's about 15 degrees below. It's very cold outside. Very cold. God says, uh, his word is stay inside where it's nice and toasty and warm. The word is stay inside where it's nice, toasty, and warm. Get you some hot chocolate. Make some s'mores. Enjoy yourself. Stay inside where it's nice and warm. If you violate that word and go out those doors in 15 degree below weather and get frostbite, Don't come back in and say, God, it's because of you that I lost my toes and fingers. Let's go on. Look at uh, verse 22. It says, but if thou wilt, rather, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then say then. Then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. Oh, isn't that powerful? And an adversary unto thine adversaries. God said, if you do, if you do obey me. Now, let me say, let me back up for a moment. 
There is grace, and God will forgive your sin. But every time you walk out that door, you will regret that you left the safety and confines of his will. I've seen it happen in my life. I don't want to be involved in any mess. Hallelujah. Mess is something when it gets on you, it stinks. And it sticks to you. Right? And it's all over you. You just dream about it, you sleep about it, you don't have any peace anymore. It's just a mess. You don't want to be involved with any mess. Amen? Woo! It stinks. Get a water hose and spray it off. You stepped in it. I've stepped in it before. Have you stepped in it before? And I'm not just talking about poo-poo outside. Yeah, I know it. I'm talking about you in situations where you know you had no business getting in there. And it ended up so awfully bad. And it took a while to come out of it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, let's go on. But the Lord said, hey, if you hear me, if you listen to what I'm saying, he said, I will be an enemy to your enemies. What a powerful promise. And he said, I will be an adversary to your adversaries. Let's look at Psalm um, 84 and 11. It says, for the Lord God is the sun and shield. The Lord will give um, grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. Isn't that wonderful? Let's look at 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. God said, I'm looking for somebody so I can flex my muscles to. Who will it be? But this particular person here says, herein thou has not, rather herein uh, has, rather herein thou has done foolishly. Wherefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. They didn't hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Now, I'm going to fast forward a bit here. And um, I want to really get to some things today for the brief time that we have left. Are you guys still with me today? Have you gone home? Not yet? All right. Are you ready? Ready going to the next gear? Do we need to take a little break? All right. Y'all ready? All right. So let's go back down now. I have the other verses that I could show you, but we'll show you to them possibly some other time. Let's go back to Proverbs 16, 7. Go further on down. So we're going to ask the question officially today, how are you doing? Or how do you feel? Ask your neighbor, how do you feel? So let's go into the second part of Proverbs 16, 7. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord... Or we've dealt with that now. He maketh his enemy, he maketh his, rather, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, as we asked the question last week, who is your enemy? My ex, my boss, a terrorist, uh, this and that and the other, sickness, disease, poverty. It's that old devil that's the enemy. But I'm telling you that your very worst enemy is the one that you see every day. Not your spouse. It's the one you see in the mirror. 
the ones whose teeth you brush. Uh, maybe I'll stop it right there. You can be your own worst enemy. Proverbs 16, verse 32. Let's get some wisdom from Proverbs. Proverbs 16, verse 32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that uh, taketh the city. Are you slow to anger? Or do when, when that sort of stimuli hits you, someone really gets you, you fly off. He said, he that is slow to anger, say slow to anger. Slow to anger. Well, you are better than the mighty. But unfortunately, we can be our own worst enemies and be very swift to anger. Proverbs 25, verse 28 says this, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. That is, he who has no restraint, no self-control. You can be your own worst enemy. By rendering evil for evil, you can be your own worst enemy. If you fight fire with fire, all you end up with is a bigger fire. And nothing ever helps. Let me give you some more wisdom out of Proverbs. Proverbs 22, verses 24 through 25. It says this. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go. Least thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. You know anybody who's constantly angry, an angry man, an angry woman? The Lord doesn't tell you not to love them. He says, don't be friends with them. In other words, friendship, as we talked about last week, is an opportunity to give and to receive. You'll give to them. And what are you going to receive from an angry person? More anger. Because if they're angry, they're constantly going to spew venom. Oh, so-and-so is this. Oh, so-and-so is that. Oh, so-and-so. And once you get in their presence, after a while, you're going to be thinking that same way. I've come into contact with wives who were furious with their husbands, and I haven't even met the man. But when I finally met him, I thought something was wrong with him. He didn't have to say two words to me. But I picked up her thoughts concerning him. And so I had not even met the man, and already I thought he was no good. Come to find out, it was her that was no good. And the man was fine. Uh, But praise Jesus. Yes. Now, let's get to know, just for the brief time, uh, my God, I want to finish this today, but this is not going to happen. Let's get to know you. That's going to take a while. Cynthia, it's going to take a while for us to get to know you. Let's get to know you. Let's get to know the first enemy that God will deal with. Listen, if God only deals with the enemy on the outside, then guess what? You're still stuck with you. Don't you know you can be at war with yourself and nobody else be in the house? You can be at war driving down the road by yourself. You all alone and at war with you. You hating you. You discouraged with you. 
No peace with inside of you. So if God deals with nobody else, he's got to deal with you first. Hallelujah. Better to have peace in your own home, in this body, or in your own house, and warring out there, than to have warring at home and peace out there. Hallelujah. You've got to be at, begin to be at peace with God and be at peace with yourself. So we've got to understand about you. Now, let me give you some, just some observations very quickly as the Lord gave them to me. As I was actually outside, he was talking to me, sitting on the new slab in the, in the backyard there, waiting for the new building <laughs> to be placed on it. Yes, as I sat there on that new slab and, and praying, and he began to speak to me about some things, began to tell me about you. So let me, just, let me clue you in on some of our conversation. This is what I heard. You are not a bad person. As one person said, amen. Thank God. You're a good person that has simply believed the wrong things. Like Adam and Eve believed the lies of the enemy. Jesus is our perfect example. While here on earth, he was perfectly yielded to the Holy Spirit. And he was always connected to the power source of heaven, the Holy Spirit. We are to pattern our lives after him. He lived his life in pursuit of the Father's will. We are to pattern our lives after him. If you will, he is the cookie cutter. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He's the cookie cutter image. And so when God takes the cookie cutter and he presses it down on us, all the fat part cries out. He presses and we cry out. We say, oh God, I needed that. Oh God, hold still now. I'm going to press this down. You're not going to like it, but hold still. I got to get this off you. Oh God, I needed that. And he presses it down, presses it down because what? You're asking for this. You're asking to be conformed to the image of his dear son. So he's going to deal with your nasty temper. He's going to deal with your attitudes. Praise the Lord. He's going to deal with all this stuff in you. He's going to do it. God is a, he's really, I don't want to say perfectionist, but he's not going to stop until he gets exactly what he wants out of you. Press. Press. And press. And you want him to do this. Because all this excess that we're crying about is actually killing us. Oh, my Lord. God is so good. So we joy in our tribulations. Hallelujah. And our persecutions. Hallelujah. Knowing that he's working, work in us. Hallelujah. That has exceeding great rewards. Glory to God. Our perception of things have been skewed. Our mindset has been skewed. It really has skewed in our thinking, in our mindset, because we've grown up in a corrupt world. And we have fathers who tell their sons, here, here, take, take some condoms, son. 
Go ahead and you go do this. You have to. You're a man. Go. Skewed. When the word of God is still true, it talks about fornication. That is sex outside of marriage is wrong. It is a sin. But our society celebrates it. And they condemn the virgin. Skewed thinking. Now, let me say this and we'll end up with this. People don't really make you mad or or angry, upset. They really, they are being used to uncover a deeply rooted emotion that is already in you. This is something that you've already been thinking about, already been believing, already been feeling. People or the devil can't access something that's not already there. So if they made you feel bad, if they made you mad, Rest assured, the seeds of that feeling were already within you. It may have been dormant, but it was already there. If I told, hmm, if I told Brother James back there, if I said, James, you look like You look just like a car. Well, although he may be confused by the saying, he would think I was more crazy than be offended. But if, he, if I said something that he already believed or already was thinking about, if I said to person B over here, if I said person B, uh, person B, now there's nobody here, those of you watching television, I'm pointing at thin air at the moment. If I said, person B, uh, your shoes, uh, you know, your shoes don't match your dress, which don't, you know, don't match your hat. <laughs> That's about the worst insult I'd come up with right now. <laughs> they don't match. Now, if they were already sensitive to that, already got up that morning, looking up their shoes, looking at their shoes, their dress and their, their bag and all that stuff. If they're, if they're already dealing with it, they already know about it, and you come and say it, it's not just your comment that's distressing them. They simply brought out something that you were already feeling. This is why things hurt, because we already halfway believe that it's true. Now, in the case of James, I don't believe he thinks that he's a car. Do you, brother? No, he does not believe that he's a car. So those words do not bother him. I doubt he's, if he's ever, if he has ever had that thought in his entire life, I am a car. Broom, broom. Yes, Gene may have thought he was a car a time or two. Broom, 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 I'm a car. No, I doubt you've ever had that thought. But the thoughts that hurt us the most, the ones that penetrate the most, are the ones you are already feeling, or the seeds that are already there. And those people that say those things 
are simply pointing out something that you've already believed. So how do you take the power back from the enemy? Begin to believe another way. Begin to believe another way. Getting the right information circulating through your system so that when those fiery darts come at you, they don't pierce your armor because it has no place in you. There's nothing in me that can be affected by that. But it will hurt when there is something in you that is affected by that. So what do we do? We go back to the source. What has God said about us? We go back to believing what he said. Identify. We go back and identify what we have believed. Identify the lie. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in the lie. There's a reason why we snatch off. There's a reason why we get angry. There's a reason, reason why we are so easily offended at times. Because something else is there. So, I'll ask you again today. How do you feel? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Don't be so quick to answer that question. How are you feeling? How you're feeling is determined by how you think. How you're thinking, how do you think, is determined by the information that you have, which is determined by the amount of input or the type of input that you have been observing. So we're going to stop there today. I pray you've heard the word of God. Give Lord a hand of praise in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.